from the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for March 18th, 2009. An unofficial and unbiased look at all things Disney. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, John Magi, oh, and Corey Martin. Almost forgot about Corey. Oh, I'm here. This he's week. never here. <laughs> he's never here. Um, in this week's show, John Magi and Kevin Close will give us the final installment on their Disney Cruise Line Primer, plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and this week's news on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Have a couple of things in housekeeping. First, I want to give a report on our progress with Give Kids the World. We have now sent a total of $14,633.31 to Give Kids the World as part of our uh, fundraising efforts, which is fantastic. Uh, we have $16,907.48 uh, ordered. So there's about uh, $2,300 that we're still waiting uh, to receive. So those of you who have ordered, we, uh, have we sent out any emails yet? Not yet. People have been really good about it, though. I've been getting, um, you know, people saying I ordered a shirt a while ago before you guys had things set up. What do I do about it? So we're kind of waiting for those to settle down. Mm-hmm. But once those all settle down, we'll send out an email to a reminder saying we haven't got your check just to make sure that checks didn't get lost in the mail. So we are in striking distance now. Can I add something to this? Sure. We have a couple of listeners who are uh, participating in the Muddy Buddy the day before uh, the podcast cruise. Mm-hmm. Uh, ADP, Deepuck, uh, Launchpad, 11B, and Mouse Skywalker. And they are looking for donations. If you haven't ordered a shirt or haven't figured out a way to give uh, money to give kids of the world, they're looking for donations to their cause and they're going to donate all that money to our our fund for give kids the world excellent so we are we are very close to our goal of twenty thousand dollars um in terms of orders we're about three thousand dollars away so one final push folks i promise i'm going to stop bugging you about it once we hit twenty thousand so if nothing else just buy a shirt to shut me up (laughs) uh you can go to the podcast main page podcast.wdwinfo.com uh, for information on how to order a shirt, you can see what the shirts look like. You can also see David Parfitt's or listen to David Parfitt's great interview with Susie Story from Give Kids the World that will give you an idea of where this money is going. And, uh, you know, especially right now, we're hearing a lot of news stories, although, you know, fortunately not from Disney, but from a lot of other major companies are really cutting back on their charitable donations. So it just kind of makes this all the more important that. You know, we do whatever we can. So ask your friends, your family, your coworkers. Have them listen to the Give Kids the World piece or send them to the Give Kids the World website. We also have a link to that on the show notes page uh, so they can take a look at why we're raising this money, even if they don't want the shirt. Just send us money. 100% <laughs> of what we collect goes to Give Kids the World. There is no money being taken out for postage. There's no money being taken out for packing. There's no money being taken out for administrative costs. There's no money being taken out for the cost of the shirts. All that is being donated by Dreams Unlimited Travel. Uh, 100% of the $24.99, $24.99, right? Yes. 
100% of that goes to Give Kids the World. So We have uh, a couple of folks who have just sent donations. Um, thank you for that. We really appreciate that. One of our listeners did something very smart. He sent along with his donation a form from his company where his company will match the donation. So if you send us that form, we'll make sure that we, that gets to Give Kids the World yep. so that they can submit that to your company and have a matching donation. So another way to give more money is you know, send that form along and we'll make sure it gets filled out and submitted to your company. Every little bit helps. Yep. Every little bit helps. So thank you, uh, thank you for every, to everyone who has gone ahead and already ordered a shirt or made a donation. Of course, uh, we have an anonymous listener who a listener who asked to remain anonymous as i mentioned on the show a few weeks ago that is going to match all donations up to twenty thousand dollars so we have an opportunity here if we can just get another three grand in we have an opportunity here to give forty thousand dollars to give kids the world and we will have done it in about three months that's pretty impressive so let's uh let's do this folks we're almost at the finish line so i need everybody's help those of you listening that have not yet ordered a shirt, please go order one. Those of you that have, talk to your friends, your family, your coworkers, strangers on the street. I don't care who, how, what, when, or why, as long as it's legal. Um, it would be cool if at the bottom of the shirt it said, I bought this shirt to shut Pete up. I think yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can put that on there with magic marker. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we also have to sign one. Don't we? Yes. We're, we've got the shirt. We're going to sign it today, and I'm going to take pictures of it, and we're going to list it on eBay this week. Oh, well, it would be great if we can get three grand for that. But We will post on the Diz Unplugged Because it's going to be – it's not just uh, the shirt, but it's also dinner with the team. Correct. There's already been some questions. If right. the Can the winning bidder bring their immediate family sure. to dinner? Sure. So it's not just the winner. No, it's the it's the winner and their immediate family. Yeah, not, immediate family. Right, not <laughs> your grandparents and second cousins twice removed. The I Brady can, Bunch. You can hear the wheels turning. I have 30 people in my immediate family. Yeah, up to five people. <laughs> Let's just say up to five people. We'll make exceptions if you've got like 17 kids, but... With that big a crowd, I don't know how we're going we're gonna to be able to get a table somewhere. Yeah, they're all going to the beer garden. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, post on the Diz Unplugged board when the shirt is up and a link. I'm going to break the rules. I will put a link to the eBay auction. Yeah, we'll allow it for this. Okay. So, all right. So we got that out of the way. Teresa, I understand we have some prizes to give away. Yes, we do. Yay. Um, Brian Zalecki, who did the review of Disneyland with his daughters, mm-hmm. um, he picked number 39. Number 39 for Brian. You have won a $50 Disney gift certificate, good at any Disney store or Disney theme park. Thanks for listening, and congratulations. Yay. Yay. And our other one is Susan Strider, who was our February random one from all the emails, and she picked number 19. My age. (laughs) You have won... Keys to the Kingdom Tour for two. You and a guest will take a behind-the-scenes look at the Magic Kingdom. Includes lunch at the Columbia Harbor House. All participants must be 16 years of age or older, and the approximate value of this prize is $120. Congratulations, and thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Good. 
So thanks, everybody, for that. Uh, John, you had a housekeeping? I have a couple of housekeepings. First of all, we've announced this week on the boards that Dreams Unlimited Travel is going to be sponsoring uh, a bus to take our podcast cruise folks from the Dolphin to the cruise and back from the cruise to the Dolphin after the podcast cruise takes place. I think we are already at buses. Yes, we are definitely at buses. So we're going to have as much seats as we need for people. Tracy's got a thread going on the, the Diz Unplug board. If you're interested, just get over there and read, read what's going on. Don't email Tracy. Don't email us. We're going to make sure everything gets worked out before the um, final decisions are made. If you've already booked your transfers, don't worry. We can cancel those. Up until three days prior to departure. That is correct. So you don't have to worry about you might lose some money. But uh, we think that's going to be a fun way for people to get together and get on the, the bus and sort of start the party a little bit early. It's going to be a wild bus. Keep yeah. in mind, <laughs> I'm going to say it once, Dolphin, Port, Port, Dolphin. Correct. We're not going to make any other stops. It's not to the airport. We can't take anybody anyplace special. They're not going to liquor stores. Right. If, you, <laughs> if you're at a different resort, you can take place in this. You don't have to be staying at the Swan or Dolphin. You can't participate in this bus ride you just have to get yourself and your luggage to the dolphin to the dolphin and get to the bus so. can i add something to that so i had several people ask if the dolphin would store some of their luggage while they were on the cruise until they got back doubtful it's yeah the answer is no i've asked <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we think that that's going to be fun for folks um just so you know we're not going to be on that bus before you get your hopes up and all excited no, I, want a, I want a hummer limo <laughs> Not touching that. I thought Kevin volunteered to be on the bus. I, I, I jokingly said I he was lied. going to find a 1960s Pan Am stewardess uniform and a Rhythm Nation headset <laughs> and a clipboard. I I'm not go- going on the bus. Please, they know me better than this. I want to go on and just make an announcement. You can. They're the looking bus. for a moderator on the bus. They okay. figure if Chad is moderated, the bus should be moderated. <laughs> I volunteer, Kathy. How well, do you ban somebody from the bus? You bump them. <laughs> just like in chat, you have a bump button. And they get thrown out the window. Or you send them to the back. Leaving somebody in Christmas will be more fun than you can possibly imagine. <laughs> oh, Christmas is a little town between here and Port. Yeah, it's the. It's Christmas. Christmas, Florida. Charming little place. <laughs> so, we think, <laughs> so we think people are going to have a good time on that bus. And again, wait for Tracy to contact you, and we'll get all the specifics worked out for that. But there is a sign-up. There is a voting thing, so we can kind of figure out how many people are interested. Right. And my second piece of housekeeping is we received a really nice letter. And I wanted to read that to everybody and also show somebody what we received. Uh, It's a note from Annette Prosky to my imaginary friends. Hey, guys, this is from Annette VA on the boards. I've heard you all talk many times on the podcast about your love for Texas Day Brazil. It's a love we share. Every year around this time, Texas Day Brazil sells their VIP card. It's a punch card that gets you 12 half-priced dinners. While I'd love to be able to take, while I'd love to be able to afford taking the whole crew out to dinner at Texas Day Brazil, sadly that's just not fiscally fiscally possible right now. So I did the best I could and brought you guys a VIP card. Wasn't that nice? I hope you accept this as a small token of appreciation for the Swan Dolphin Day that I won in December from for all you guys do the site, the boards, and podcasts. That's really you. classy. It was really really nice. So that's really classy. When we want to take go out to dinner, and that was Annette. And that was at our Toy Story Mania. I love that place. That is a great place. She was one of those roving bands of podcast listeners. They were all noisy. She was part of the Flatty group. 
Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm trying to give you all a touchstone here. It's as if we speak in code, isn't it? Yeah, really. <laughs> we have this whole other language. So I'll put it on a table and let people see it. Annette, thank you very much for that. It was very thoughtful. And we'll put it to good use. We very thoughtful indeed. Thank you. And that's it for my housekeeping. That's it. Anybody else? Anything in housekeeping? Housekeeping. No. Nope. All right, then we'll move on to the news. Our first news story. Oh, I do have a housekeeper. <laughs> I would like to request <laughs> that people not send their checks for the Give Kids the World shirts wrapped in tissue paper. I received one, and I don't know if the tissue was used or not, so I had to open the whole thing up with, like, salad tongs. Tissue like wrapping or tissue like you think like somebody puff? blew their nose and then tissue wrapped Tissue like their... Kleenex. Hmm. So you think somebody blew their nose and then wrapped the check in it? Uh-huh. Does what? it look that way? <laughs> What's that white powder stuff? It had that whole Anthrax? Thing. Yeah, it had that whole, should we get the SWAT team in the... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Someone did send us something wrapped in a Kleenex, and it was kind of grossed me out for a few minutes, but just being silly. Okay. <laughs> I'm done. Anything else for housekeeping? <laughs> if you right. wait long enough, I may. Now we'll do the news. Our first news story this week, T. Rowe Price is set to open an exhibit at Innoventions. Investment house T. Rowe Price announced that it will be sponsoring a new exhibit at Epcot entitled The Great Piggy Bank Adventure. <laughs> the exhibit will be a game where visitors will learn about savings, setting financial goals, and diversifying investments for those who still have any left. The company's vice chairman, Edward C. Bernard, says the exhibit is designed to initiate a conversation between parents and children on savings and investments. The exhibit is scheduled to open on May 19th at the Interventions Pavilion at Epcot's World Showcase. Or uh, Future Worlds. There's going to be a carnival game there, too. Kind of like, guess what we did with the bailout money? (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, T. Rowe Price, uh, actually, I looked at that. T. Rowe Price is not the recipient of any bailout money. As a matter of fact, they did not invest in any of those uh, crazy subprime mortgage bonds or anything like that. So T. Rowe Price, while they're, they have not been affected by that, they've been affected by the general stock market downturn. Right. But T. Rowe Price was actually one of the few investment houses that did not get involved in the whole subprime lending fiasco, all this Stuff we're seeing on television with AIG and Lehman Brothers and Bear Stearns. T. Rowe Price was not a part of that. So actually, if there's any financial company in the world right now that can go into Epcot and talk about responsible saving and investing practices, that single fact alone, to, for me, makes T. Rowe Price a prime candidate. So, But I can't see people going, honey, let's go over and check out the financial exhibit in Inventions. Well, I didn't think anybody was going to go check out the let's – let me show you how we dump our garbage exhibit either. I guess. But, uh, you know, some people seem to enjoy that. It certainly was a highlight of Bob's life. Really? Um, but, you know, I the purpose of interventions being to educate, and I think it's timely right now since uh, savings, uh, individual savings accounts are at an all-time high for over the last 25 years because of the economy, people getting worried, they're st- sock- socking money away. And so I think there may be an interest for some people in, you know, how we can... And you're supposed to take your children to it? And right across the aisle at Kraft has an exhibit. Let's watch Cheese Age. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be there for research purposes. I'll I'll take my kids over and maybe learn something, I guess. Never hurts. Never hurts. So just uh, 
thought we would share that little news story with you. Obviously, it set the set the table on fire. Remember when interventions used to be fun? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they used to have video games. I loved it when Sega was a when Sega uh, was a sponsor. That's when we first started coming here, and I thought that was just the I most was, awesome place to go. And then it, they took it all away. Now it sounds like ninth grade. <laughs> well, that's because Sega went down the toilet. Is now, that, now they're just a okay. software house. They don't do they don't do hardware anymore. Oh. We can go watch how people recycle and invest. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next news story this week, according to the Orlando Business Journal, um, the new restaurant helmed by celebrity chef Kat Cora that we discussed on last week's show will, in fact, be replacing Spoodles, which I was very sad to hear uh, over at Disney's Boardwalk. The new eatery. Does anybody know how to pronounce this? Cuisina? Mm-hmm. Sounds by Kat Cora. Will be uh, will, will will still feature Mediterranean cuisine. Um, exactly when it's going to open up? I think it's, they said later later this year, the fall. Uh, it'll be opening. I was really hoping they'd put it somewhere else. I mean, you think with all the crappy restaurants Disney has, they'd replace one of those rather than one of the good ones. I always like Spoodles. I was thinking this was going to be part of the new uh, Pleasure Island renovation, and. I don't have that a rapid fire even, now. That would have been even better. Just give me credit for this being my rapid fire, okay? No. <laughs> you have to come up with something else. Okay, I'll make something up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Spoodles, the last time we were there, I remember the, the menu being very limited. Spoodles changed their menu very quickly. I very, um, from a full-service restaurant, they had, they had limited it. Walter has, been trying to, Walter has been trying to give away this rapid fire since before we started the show. <laughs> Why is it like four pages long, Walter? No, no, it's just <laughs> two sentences. That's why. Is it about those gardeners? <laughs> the eighteen? Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I would have preferred to see it going somewhere else, like Animal Kingdom. But uh, you know, we'll see what they see what they do with it. I, I understand that it's going to have a Greek flair. Yeah, her family's Greek, from what I understand. So I guess it kind of makes sense. And our final news story today, Universal Studios is now going to be offering a land-sea vacation in conjunction with Royal Caribbean. This was just announced yesterday, and uh, we're still getting some details on it because we're a little, some things are a little murky. It's unfortunately a bad habit Universal has. Um, But from what we have been able to find out so far, uh, these are going to be sailings. Uh, they're going to do four and three night sailings on the Monarch of the Seas out of uh, Port Canaveral in conjunction with three or four night hotel stays at Universal and select partner properties. And again, I'm, we're, we're still trying to uh, find some more details out to confirm this, but based on what I was able to look up last night, it looks like these are going to be about Anywhere from thirty to fifty percent cheaper than a land sea with Disney. Um, I took a look at at, at uh, rates and uh, in in June, for example, doing a, a, a direct comparison between a land sea with Disney and a land sea with Universal, both staying on site, and the price was like fifty fifty percent cheaper. That makes sense. I mean, um, Royal Caribbean's that much cheaper than taking a Disney cruise when you compare them head to head. And going to Universal, um, you know, if you compare apples to apples, Universal is cheaper. Than and it's it's going to include uh, park passes. It's going to include transfers to and from Orlando International to the resort, to the port, and back to Orlando International. So 
All your transportation is included in that, of course, if you're staying on site at Universal. That also includes your front-of-the-line access with your room key, which is a great perk. It's also uh, the Monarch's only going to be used, I believe, for the first couple of first year. The Monarch has been decom- will be decommissioned, I believe, at the end of the year to make room uh, for the new ship that's coming to Port Canaveral. I believe it's one of the Freedom Class ships. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Oasis of the Seas will be um, in Miami. And Miami, which is going to bump either the Freedom or the Liberty. I believe the Freedom – don't hold me to this. I know it's one of the Freedom-class ships, but I believe the Freedom of the Seas is coming to Port Canaveral, which will change what this package actually is. The Monarch is one of the Sovereign-class ships, which is a smaller ship. Right. Towards the end of the year, I believe you're going to get one of the larger Freedom-class ships. While it won't be one of the Genesis-class, which is the new Oasis, Mm -hmm. it will be the step down from that. The Voyager-class, right? No, actually the Freedom-class. The Freedom-class. The the Voyager-class has already been here. The Mariner was there for a while, and then the Mariner has moved. I believe the Mariner is in Europe. Uh, So what they're going to do is they're going to put the Freedom-class ship in. And John and I have been on two of the three Freedom-class. The only one we haven't been on is the Independence of the Seas. But the Freedom and the Liberty, they're beautiful, beautiful ships. Well, i got to tell you, I was looking at the Oasis, what they're doing with the Oasis. Unbelievable, unbelievable. They're actually going to have an outdoor area, a city park area, which during the day will be used for um, sporting events and things along that line. At night, it will become an entertainment district, and they're going to have sort of inside-outside cabins. You're going to be able to have a balcony stateroom overlooking this interior park. Right. So you will be able – and which is kind of a cool thing because people like the idea of having a window that opens but don't want an, an ocean view. At what point are these things going to get so big they can't float? You just walk from Miami to yeah, I mean, Castaway Key. <laughs> I mean, these, this is a massive ship they're building. I, I actually can't wait. And what, what I'm hoping, uh, obviously, you know, Disney is aware of what Royal Caribbean's doing. They've seen the plans for Royal Caribbean and that they just cut steel on their ship. I'm telling you, Disney's going to respond to this. Disney's not going to release a ship that's not going to respond. That's why I cannot wait. Cannot wait, cannot wait to see what Disney's new ships are going to look like. But I want to make sure two people understand that we're the, for this package, it's definitely the Monarch or the Seas. That's what they're showing these packages for for the rest of the year. So even though you're speculating that it'll change to a new ship next year. Well, eventually they've already announced that the Monarch will be decommissioned. What I'm saying is, is Universal's not saying these packages, they're only for the Monarch. Right now. So yeah. either the packages will either go away but we don't want to say for sure. Right. I don't have that. I don't have any information on that. I'm right. speculating. But I, I had done um, a rapid fire several months ago about the freedom. Coming well, here's what I don't understand. If they're going to decommission the Monarch, why did they just spend $37 million renovating it? That was just last year. Doesn't make any sense to me. Are we sure it's being decommissioned and not just moved? It's my understanding that it was decommissioned. Wow. I mean, Royal Caribbean keeps up their ships really well. They do. I mean, there's, it's not like you're going to get on a ship and it's going to be all falling apart. Well, that was my first concern because the Monarch was built in 1992, so I was really concerned about a 17-year-old ship. But then hearing that they just did a $37 million renovation, really did a lot of work to the kids' areas. You know what? Maybe I'm wrong. I talked about this a couple months, or several months ago about one of them being decommissioned and leaving. Maybe they've changed their mind. I, I don't. I don't know. We're going to find out. We're, that's why we're, we're trying to get some more information before we put it up on the site. 
but I definitely wanted to mention it in the show because I'm very excited about it. I really am. I'm, um, I will always stand by the statement that Disney Cruise Line is a, is a tremendous experience um, and worth, in my opinion, what they're charging for it. The problem is, right now, a lot of people can't afford what they're charging for it. And I think this fills a niche. John and I are huge proponents of Royal Caribbean. We've been on several. As a matter of fact, approaching, I'm approaching the same number as Dis- of Disney oh, cruises. Oh, no, no. I, I think I've been on two Royal Caribbean ships. I've been on the... Well, I'm approaching the same. Right. I, I'm kind of even. And I think they're wonderful. I think Royal Caribbean does something Disney doesn't. I think they address the adult traveler with no kids. I see. Now, I, I disagree on Disney. Walter and I, adult travelers with no kids, we're, we have plenty to do. What um, do you do after 10 o'clock? Well, we, 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 we don't. Hot tub? Yeah, the hot tub. Hang out in the hot tub. Or the Cove Cafe. And other than that, it, yeah, we but just I find mean, that I, we don't find as much to do after 10 o'clock at night. Well, I mean, we could also, I mean, if we wanted to, we could go down to Beat Street. There's always something going on at Wave Bands. Yeah. There's something going on. That's true. If we want to, I mean, that's not what we do, though. I mean, that we're, not, we're not club people. So, you know, in terms of the in, in terms of the adults only area, I find it I find it awesome um, on the Disney ship, and I think adults with no kids can have a great experience. I mean, there are going to be more children on a Disney ship, there's no doubt, but you can, for the most part, avoid that if you want to with a, a late seating and hanging out in the adults only area because they're real good at keeping it eighteen and older. I like that DCL is a non-smoking ship too, and. You know, we're not into gambling, so casinos mean nothing to us. Yeah, that's the only thing I miss on a Disney ship is the casino. I miss the casino. But I can live without it. <laughs> so can my bank account. <laughs> but um, So I'm excited to see exactly how this is going to uh, flesh out. I mean, what I was looking at, um, like looking at a, a, a trip in December, um, comparing Disney Cruise Line to uh, Royal Caribbean. Uh, to the Royal Caribbean Universal Land Sea, the price difference was about $800 for a family of four, which is pretty substantial. And especially when you consider that it doesn't include, the Disney one doesn't include uh, the transfers. I don't believe. So, you know, it's it's a pretty good, it's looking like it's going to be a good deal. Again, I'm going to reserve judgment on it until I really see all the details on this. And if I don't think it's a good deal, believe me, I'll tell you. <laughs> I think it's a good thing for consumers all the way around because if you have choices, then everyone has to respond. To well, those. I think this is going to make the a Lancy vacation available to a group right now that would love to do it on Disney but can't. Mm-hmm. Just because the price point is too prohibitive. Or there's the people who like Universal but couldn't cruise at the same time. So right. now you're going to get all those people. And you get the Royal Caribbean fans mm-hmm. who are maybe discovering Universal for the first time. You know, I've, I'm on record as saying how good I feel the Universal hotels are in terms of how they're run, how they're maintained. The, the product in general is just phenomenal. They really are among the best hotels in Orlando. There's just no denying it. So... I think this could be a really great new opportunity for Universal. And if there is an upside to this economy, it's stuff like this. That you, what's happening is you're finding companies are getting really aggressive and really creative in coming up with new ideas, new products. Um, there was an, uh, an article in the Orlando Business Journal 
yesterday talking about how the perception of vacation discounts uh, in the mind of consumers right now is at an all-time high. That people feel if you can afford to go on vacation, you can find really good deals. And the reason that perception is there is because you can. There really are a lot of good deals out there. So I'm really hoping this turns out to be one of them. Right now it looks like it is. But uh, we'll post more information on the site as we get it. Um, I just wanted to make sure we got it in the show this week because I was real excited to hear they were doing it. So that will do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on to the weather. And it's going to be a nice week. It's still winter, though. It's too hot to be winter. It's Yeah, it's oh, warm I'm, now. No. Well, I'm loving yeah. this because... Are you serious? Temperatures. I'm always, I'm always cold. Daytona like, Beach was 90 degrees yesterday. Oh, I know, but it's That's perfect. too hot for the winter. But there's no humidity. It's nice having the windows open. I haven't turned on the air conditioning yet. No, it's air conditioning it's time. Oh, it's air conditioning time. Absolutely. I've had the air conditioning on for a while. We haven't turned ours off. Um, oh, really? I- you're going to see uh, you're going to see temperatures uh, pretty much in the low 80s for the next week during the day, dropping down into the upper 50s, low 60s. Uh, very little chance of precipitation, according to weather.com. Uh, as of right now, just uh, lots of sunshine. And again, when you see a weather forecast in Orlando that says partly cloudy, it literally does mean there will be clouds in the sky. Not that it's going to be gray and overcast. It just means that instead of a perfectly clear blue sky, you're going to have some clouds in it, which always tickled me when I first moved down here. I'm like, they said it was going to be partly cloudy. Oh, wait, there are clouds in the sky. Mm -hmm. I was in a drugstore yesterday and saw a man at the sunburn counter. And I just would like to reiterate that even though it is still winter, the sun is very, very strong here oh, in Florida. Yeah. There was a gentleman wearing a tank top, and all I kept thinking is, ouch, I don't want to be you tonight. So please, if you're going to come down, keep that in mind. Just because it's not the peak of summer doesn't mean that you won't get sunburned. Did you go out and watch the space shuttle the other night? That was awesome. No, I didn't. With the, the way that the sun was hitting the, the trail that went up, it was like all different colors. It's like, oh, I'm so glad I live in Florida. All right, that'll do it for the weather this week. We're going to move on to Rapid Fire. Who would like to go first? I'll go first this time. Johnny. Um, as a lot of people know, Disney's really gearing up for their uh, new DVC properties. Bay Lake Towers and now tr- the Treehouse Villas at Saratoga Springs. And I realize I'm turning into Bob because I've brought props to the <laughs> podcast. But I want to share this with everybody. This is the material they're sending out for the new Treehouse Villas in Saratoga Springs. It's actually a book. It's this book with with material inside. If there's any question in your mind that DVC is making money, this should tell you right here. Jeez, wow. And it came with a little insert about how you can add points to your, your current DVC membership and how to contact people and blah, 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 blah. But I just think it's it's amazing to me how much money they'll spend on advertising these new DVC properties. It looks like a wine list. It does. It does. It does. It's really nice, actually. It's beautiful. And, I mean, it's really cool to receive that stuff, but... That's What's your- the price point on the on the uh, new points? Well, it's because it's part of Saratoga Springs, you're just standing on to a Saratoga Springs oh, okay. price point. So, let me see if I can find me read that. Let me see. This is also your D23 gift. <laughs> is that what that was? <laughs> <laughs> that That's cool. 
That's a beautiful No, they piece. don't put prices on there. Yeah. And it's things like, you know, um, if you had 100 vacation points now to a Disney Saratoga Springs Resort uh, membership, you receive a free three-night cruise on the Disney Wonder wow. for up to four people. So there's some big-time promotions going on out there to really push these new properties. So Cool. Thank you for that, John. Kevin? I, I have one, I guess. <laughs> oh, poor you. Uh, people are going to know that this was like an ancillary one, that I didn't pick this one. I would have done the one about Cat Cora. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are pulling out of Orlando and their Disney training camp. They're going to be using a training camp closer to their stadium in Tampa. Whatever will I do? <laughs> it's actually a blow to the to the community here. Is it? Uh, celebration. Tremendous amount of hype mm-hmm. when you go over there. and The Celebration Hotel fills up with the Bucks every year. Yep. And um, the wide waste of space is their training camp. Don't say that. I know. Oh, yeah, we'll get emails on that. Uh, wide waste of space, wide waste of space, wide waste of space. They're going to be de- training closer to home. That's it. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Corey Patrick Martin. All right. This, um, this rapid fire is so not me. We probably should have switched, Kevin. Um, guiding light is coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that Freaky Friday movie. It's like switch personality. Oh, there is nobody at this roundtable that hates uh, soaps more than me. Um, Guiding Light is coming to Universal Orlando Resort. Uh, Guiding Light cast members will celebrate Mardi Gras at Universal Studios on Saturday, March 21st, uh, with a daytime autograph signing and an evening appearance in the Mardi Gras Parade. Autograph signings will take place 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., located at Fear Factor Live Courtyard, and check out the map for details. Also, uh, Velvet Sessions at Hard Rock Hotel, March 26, 2009. The band is going to be Animotion. Uh, yeah, boy, they're they're really reaching now. <laughs> Back to the guiding light thing. I can remember my daughter was talking about that when we were over there for Mardi Gras when they were here before, and that she remembered them going down the street by uh, Terminator. So we're going to go over and see yeah. the guiding light. Does it people. say who's coming from guiding light? There's a list on the Universal website. It's all the, but it's all the cool people because they're they're like a but anybody uh, old that I, I, I would about know. that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, like Philip Spaulding and. Like Beth and uh, Ooh, is she Lizzie. still on there? Yeah, same Beth. Yeah, they they sort of got creative with time, and they're like coming. They're celebrating like their twenty fifth high about, school reunion. Um, Beth's rapist father is he coming? No, he's been off the show for a long time. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I wouldn't know these people if I tripped over them. Yeah. I listen to them in the background like every day, so I'm not up on all the details. I haven't seen it in years. I did ask Julie what she thought about it, and she said since it's a CBS soap. It's considered one of the good ones because she watches The Young and Restless, and I'm always making fun of her. Like, Victor. you know, who died today? You know, Victor's still on there. Who had a who had a baby oh, yeah, and Victor's who died? I'll get updates. Yeah. Is yeah. Victor is he still married to? Um, you asking me? What's his name? No, he's he's <laughs> Nikki. No, with, okay. Um, we have our own separate <laughs> yeah, really. Life podcast. Apparently, I'm slipping into a coma here, people. <laughs> <laughs> but all the really cool guiding light people are going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that was mine. No, no other details on the guiding light event. <laughs> nope, that was. Well, it. Aren't they? Yeah, they're 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 like they're looking for extras, aren't they? Well, yeah, that's yeah, taking that place it. March 16th through the Mar- uh, March 20th. So I figured that was kind of dated by the time extras it's released tomorrow. Yeah, you could go over and be like a bit player in the. You can. Guiding. Oh, not on the show. I'm thinking. Cool. I'm gonna go. Yeah. Yeah. Really? No, for the yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! 
have to be like a dying woman or something. Mm-hmm. The husband. You could be the woman who never had a whopper. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> whopper newest, chopper. Our newest character, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you for that, Corey. Walter, do you have anything? I gave it to Teresa. Oh, okay. He, I finally took it from him. The Village Fry Shop in Fantasyland at the Magic Kingdom is closed for refurbishing and will reopen on March 26th as Friars Nook. The primary change is expected to be the removal of McDonald's fries. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Do you know where the Village Fry Shop is? No. None of us do. It's in Fantasyland. Yeah. It must be huge. I thought they were referring to Pinocchio's, but I guess that's not true. I don't think that. That's Pinocchio's Village House. I think they would call it that. I think it's a freestanding little... Did it used to be the film kiosk? Gosh, I, I was no over idea. there last week. I'm trying to figure out where it was. I like the new name, Friar's Nook. Sounds like the captain's closet. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a little off. <laughs> also, um, Bolt is coming out on DVD on the 24th <laughs> and on Blu-ray on the 22nd. I read online today that Miley Cyrus's uh, Hannah Montana granola bars might have salmonella. salmonella in she them. has granola bars? She does. Miley Cyrus's Hannah Montana granola bars. So be careful if you have them. I've heard it's reported that they might contain salmonella. Hmm. Wow. Oh, lovely. <laughs> does she make them herself? They this just, is the weirdest <laughs> rapid <laughs> fire. <laughs> they just keep giving. This is really? the strangest rapid fire ever. And that's saying something, because we've had some pretty strange rapid fires. All right. Well, thank you for that, Teresa. Kathy. Okay. And I have one that probably Kevin should have read, um, that Spaceship Earth has added two new transfer access vehicles to accommodate guests with disabilities. They, they, the door's wider so that it's easier for people with, you know, that need to transfer. The door's a little wider for them to get in. So Spaceship Earth joins a long list of Epcot attractions, including the Seas with Nemo and Friends, Test Track, Ellen's Energy Adventure, Living with the Land, and Journey into Imagination with Figment that offer unique vehicles for guests with disabilities. We awesome. Went, awesome. We went and did Figment, uh, Journey into Imagination. Oh, my goodness. Oh. That's my favorite ride. That's my what? most favorite ride ever. Are one, you kidding? What one, is the list? Yes. Yes, Are you I, I liked all the versions, but when I need to have like an inspirational moment, that's where I head. It, where is this? That's kidding me. My kids it's always I, thought of that as punishment, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a snooze fest. No, I oh, loved it. Oh no, I loved you it. You gotta go with me. It's awesome. I loved it when it was with the Dreamfinder and Figment oh, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. That was great. But this, first of all, it's a walk-on attraction. I mean, there is no wait ever. To get on this thing. Once in a while there is, because my kids laugh. When you're Look, there. there's never a line, but there are around the holidays. There's a line there. Well, because you know, we had gone on it when uh, my Some niece... Some people couldn't get on soaring. When my family was in town, we went on it. And as we're getting off, I'm like, okay, now I know why I haven't been on this in years. Now, where is this at? And don't say Epcot. I mean, where at? Journey America. into Imagination. It's right like next looking, to the land. Yeah, like the land's in it's front of you. It's pyramid. to the left. Yeah. Oh, the pyramid. Okay. Yeah. And the big ball is Spaceship Earth, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's where, you she's know, been I, with us for a year. <laughs> she's she's never had a whopper, ball. and she's never been to Epcot. I have been to Epcot, and you know what? Stella's birthday is next week, and she, she said, "I want to go to Epcot instead of the Magic Kingdom." And and we'll you have to go to Germany because she wants to go inside the big ball and ride that little thing. And you know, don't you know nothing? Apparently not. <laughs> I took my granddaughter. That was her first ride. Epcot was I took her into journey into into imagination and she came off. 
<laughs> that would be my kids. Hey, it's been eight months, not a year. And after you woke her up, how does she like that? That cat? was quick, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> Counting her fingers. Never going on journey. <laughs> she had to take her shoes off to get the math right. She was doing her goes into In my opinion, it's I think it's a good ride. It's not an A list ride. It's, no, it's one of the ancillary rides. But I think it's fun. It's, it's, the, ca- it's the Kathy Griffin of attractions. <laughs> it's a D list. It's a complete D list attraction. Oh no! It needs to be redone. It really needs well, to be it shut needs down. To be redone it needs to be shut down and completely quote unquote reimagined. But it last year was, no, was so it needs to be closed fest. down and de-reimagined. Yeah. <laughs> Put the old stuff back. People loved it. People loved it. Why yeah. they changed it, I don't know. Oh, I hate it. Dream. Were you going to sing? Was that a song? Why they changed it? I don't know. No. People just okay. like it. Never mind. <laughs> so, sorry, Kathy. <laughs> oh, well, less people that ride it means I can ride it more. Yes. Do you, you know can. the Guiding Light people are going to ride it? <gasps> oh, wow. <laughs> They're the coolest. <laughs> That a black hole is going to form in that spot. <laughs> the time-space continuum is going to is going to is going to whatever. Rip. The only Rip. line in that whole attraction is for the people waiting to take those pictures that are sent via email, and you have like a sixty forty chance that you're actually going to get the email. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean in the uh, area where they leave you out of the ride, and there's an interactive area. Right. You take your picture in front of the ball. Also, at what point in time is it going to be time to put a movie to replace Honey, I Shrunk the Audience? Now that that's a 430-year-old film property. Mm, that is getting tired. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring back Captain EO. <laughs> I was just going to say. It's 3D. You can see three of everything. Those things are so old. <laughs> oh, it's <laughs> terrible. It's terrible. Michael Jackson's doing a new tour. Maybe it is time to re- bring back Captain Ono. Oh, he sold out 50 dates in a matter of hours. Four hours. Four 50, hours. They said it's a million tickets. Nothing's ever sold faster. 50 wow. dates sold out immediately. Wow. And and I'll tell you right now, he is not going to be able to do 50 shows. I doubt it. I'd be shocked if he actually pre- performs all of those shows. He's so crazy and so off in left field. <laughs> that There's another rapid fire that's completely derailed. <laughs> yeah, just completely derailed. Somehow we're talking about Michael Jackson now. All right. That will do it for rapid fire. We're going to move on to our first segment. John Magi and Kevin Close are going to talk about uh, their cruise primer in their Cruise Primer series, and today we're talking about entertainment. Entertainment on board the ships. And um, I'm just going to go over some of the entertainment that's available, but I was hoping you guys will chime in. I know you're kind of shy, and you don't usually get involved in the conversations. Yes, of course. But for those of you who have seen the shows, I'd be interested in your opinions of the shows. We've seen them all, so it would be interesting to get (laughs) your opinion of the shows. Usually the first night... Stop. <laughs> I try to ignore it, but then you like replay it. It's awful. <clears throat> the, the the main entertainment on the ship is a nightly show. There's other entertainment as well, and we'll get into that. But really, the big thing, quote unquote, is either before or after dinner, depending on what your dinner time is. There'll be one major show every night that you can attend. If you have early dinner, you'll have dinner first and then see the show. If you have later din- later dining, you will see the show first and then have dinner. Correct. And the first night is a welcome aboard party. It's always welcome to the, the cruise. We want to introduce you to the cruise. The cruise director will speak. And depending on what they do that night, you might see they might bring on a comedian. They magician. Might, a yeah. magician. Um, it's all very Disney. It's all very kept 
safe for the kids so you don't have to worry about the, the comedian getting blue or anything like that. They usually do an adult show later on um, at, the, What's the at the clubs. Nothing. <laughs> yeah, they do usually. For the adults. Right, in the clubs and things like that. And depending on what's going on again on the ship, another night might be a show with a comedian or or uh, a hypnotist or something like that. Something that is part of the entertainment, but that's not always the same on every ship. So don't be surprised if you get on the ship and someone says, well, John said it was going to be a magician and there wasn't. You know, it could be any one of a variety of uh, acts that they'll have. Every sailing, you'll see a showing of the Golden Mickeys. And this is a stage Did show. Did say the Golden Girls? That's <laughs> <laughs> us when we get you'll on. You'll probably be able to find them on TV. Yeah. The Golden Mickeys is a stage show, and it's presented like the Oscars. They uh, will... Um, They'll stage the entryway to the theater like you're walking down a red carpet. And there's paparazzi. There's paparazzi taking your picture. Yeah, it's really, really twisted. (laughs) The whole experience is just bizarre. They have a cast member uh, out front, and they'll interview you if you want. Sometimes they interview the little kids, and they ask them, pretend that they're a star. But keep in mind that when they're interviewing you out front, they're showing that inside the theater. So right. everybody's watching you inside the theater. It is fun to watch. Oh, it's fun to watch. Gosh. Who is it? Like Rhonda so Rivers sure or something? So you say it's your first cruise and then <laughs> they'll interview you. Do you have whoppers? <laughs> <laughs> and then once you get in, it's kind of like, supposed to be like, a, uh, supposedly, like a um, like an award show. But it's supposed to be, you know, Mickey or or the Disney characters are getting awards for their best performances. I think it's really cute. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the half yeah. stares from around the no, table. I think, I think it's neat. It sounds I, weird. Of, oh, of the no. shows, it's They're one great. of my favorites. Yeah. Because I think that the the pieces that they do are quick, you know, and it, they're sort of individual. They can stand on their own musical numbers type of thing with the characters involved. So, so they show like a clip of something and then the live mouse or whatever comes out. Yeah, sort <laughs> of a live <laughs> mouse. <laughs> Mickey, you know, somebody dressed up like Mickey. Like Shrek, Shrek come out? I'm not sure what you mean. <laughs> well, I mean, like, you know. Mickey comes out himself. Okay, that's what I mean. The live mouth. But after they show a clip of whatever movie he was in. Right, on, the, right. on the, the the large TVs on either side of the stage, they might do a little clip, or they might have something setting up and explaining what's going to be presented. Um, as a matter of fact, they do have celebrities who have taped something in advance and will introduce the next thing that's coming oh, okay. up and they'll have songs from like the hunchback of notre dame pocahontas mulan toy story and i think that's what i like about it. it's kind of like they pick the cool stuff the yeah. best stuff and let's see that and then move on to the next right. thing on board the the seven night sailing is twice charmed now this is a stage show that's specifically written for the disney cruise line it's only on the magic though and it's only great only on the seven night sailings only on the magic and it's um Kevin, you enjoyed it. So I did. I actually, I found out about it first uh, when by calling Disney Cruise Line. And usually while you're on hold with Disney Cruise Line, there's hold music and you're humming along. And they kept playing music that I wasn't familiar with until I finally asked about it. And it is the soundtrack to Twice Charmed. I don't remember which one of you did it, but somebody went on a cruise and brought me back a copy of the soundtrack. Which I is did. for yeah, Okay. I love the music to Twice Charmed. It is. It's great. It's really good music. It's written like it's Broadway it's caliber music. And what it is, it's the story of uh, 
It's like a revisionist history for Cinderella. Uh, nobody's done that before. <laughs> what would happen if they they found a sort of a genie who could help them change what happens? And it, it's I don't want to give away anything. It's just great. I personally didn't care for it. That was one of the ones that I was back in the cabin doing other stuff for. Again, I felt like it was sort of this just big drawn out thing. But you really seemed to enjoy it. So it was good. I saw I, it was one of the few shows I've actually gone to see on the ship. And, and don't I they show it. it on the TV? Right. Don't they show all of the shows on the television. Correct. So if something's if you're not feeling well or the kid can't stay in the theater is, is acting up a little bit, you can always go back to the state room and watch it. But like everything else, it doesn't have the same impact. Yeah, and next uh, next dry dock for those ships, it's time for new televisions. Those little 13-inch... Oh, you were on the Magic. They redid them on the Wonder. No, I was on the Wonder. They must have redone them on the Magic. They redid them on the Magic. That's yeah. right. I keep forgetting. They that have flat Wonders screen. always last on that. Yeah. They what? have flat screen TVs now on the Wonder on the uh, Magic. What what size? I think they're sixty two inch. No, <laughs> I think they're, like, they're probably I think seventeen they're tw- inch. I was going to say twenty seven. Where no, they put? Where are they putting them? Right is, where the TV goes now. Here, Pete. They've sort of cut out the sides. Oh, okay. And it's really they're very nice. That's they, nice. They yeah. come out on a pivot. The other nice thing about them is they have uh, the AV inputs. So if you wanted to take video and then see what you have. High def? I don't think it's high def. <laughs> HDMI? <laughs> Blu-ray. <laughs> 3D. So you can watch the show on the TV if you want to, but it doesn't have the same impact as seeing it in the theater. Um, also on the cruise, there's a movie theater, and they'll play Disney movies, and they'll have a whole bunch of different Disney movies playing. In the main theater where the shows are, one of the nights, there could be uh, a first-run movie being played. I'm looking at some previous navigators, and on recent uh, cruises, they have uh, Confessions of a Shopaholic playing in the big theater and Bolt playing in the big theater. So that's another. Thing that's that- where I saw Bolt was on the ship. We saw Pirates of the Caribbean when yeah. it first came out. Yeah, they were doing it in 3D on uh, the Wonder Bolt, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a beautiful theater to see a movie in. Well, they were actually doing it in the Walt Disney Theater. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. It's the big theater. Oh. I'm saying is that usually it's the Buena Vista Theater. Well, the Buena the Vista Theater will have movies all for your whole cruise, but one night during your cruise could be a first run movie being played Ooh, in the when's big up come out or going up or whatever. The that end is. of May. Oh, so it, it might be. You never know. Sometimes they play know. it a little early, but that's another option. And then uh, on the seven night cruise, also on the other cruise as well, is Disney Dreams. And this seems to be the big, most popular one that everybody loves. That's my favorite. This is the one I hated the most. Oh, really? That, to me, was like it was selling the franchise. And the first time we saw it, they got a standing ovation at the end. And I'm like, yes! Uh, Yeah, Disney Dreams is not my favorite. But what it does is it follows the story of a little girl who has dreams about Disney stuff. So it's sort of that, again, that sort of uh, bits and pieces of different Disney shows and movies are put together in this... I love Disney Dreams. Yeah. Oh, I did too. If you're a Disney fan, it's really, really, really well done. And bring your Kleenex, because I had those moments. That really? It's like, it, it just inspires you. I really like it, and you got to stay till the end. There's that a and Journey into Imagination, huh? Yep. <laughs> Hang out with me on the cruise, everybody. I'll show you a good time. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. I'm going to take you to the good shows. You don't want to get thrown off. <laughs> And then the last night of the show is usually a closing show. Remember the magic, and they'll do a, they'll bring the kids out from the kids club, 
so that people can see what the kids club have been working on all week and it's a good night goodbye type of show i'm going to save the emailers uh, an email you forgot a show um on the seven night because i haven't done the four night yet okay then maybe you didn't toy story Okay, get into that. Yeah. I went through the seven night on the magic. Those are the shows that are available on the magic. The only difference is, of course, if you're on a shorter cruise, there's less shows. And the big difference is on the four night cruise on the Wonder, there's Toy Story the musical. They do that on the three day too. Do so they do it on a three day? Say, so a three day navigator, and I didn't see it, so I thought maybe it was only the four night. But anyway, Toy Story the musical is only on the Wonder. It's a show specifically written for the Wonder. And it's based on the first Toy Story movie. And you hated that. I. You gave I, it a bad review when I, you saw the preview. There were parts of it that were brilliant. There were moments of brilliance in it. But for the most part, it was, in my opinion, a snooze That one I nawed at all. So overall, y'all think all the shows suck. <laughs> I'm not a show person as it is, but I, I think that I see, I am, but great. I'm a show snob. Uh-oh. And... You know, when they start throwing the Broadway word around, to, right. that means something to me. Well, I'll tell you what. We saw uh, one of the shows on the Celebrity Cruise when we were in the Mediterranean, and we just laughed the whole way through it because it was so bad. We've seen Royal Caribbean Cruise. There have been shows on Royal Caribbean we've walked out of. Yeah. They're just awful. But but Disney does say this is a Broadway-style show, so I'm sorry. I have that anticipation of it being that good. But That's- the difference is, I think, on the Royal Caribbean ship that we saw – one of the shows, they're more like a review. They'll do songs from the 70s, songs from the 90s, um, romantic songs. So they'll have different themes. With a Disney show, it's actually usually a story-driven show. And I think when they say a Broadway-style show, now they have thrown around the word Broadway-caliber show, and I think that's a little tougher to live up to. But a Broadway-style show means that there's a story, a middle of beginning, a middle, and an end, where on a lot of the other cruise ships, it's more of a review type thing. Do you want me to explain that to you again? No, I got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like people's, um, like individual entertainers singing in different mm-hmm. places? Mm-hmm. On, the, on what? On Disney. No, it's more of a, 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 a story. So it's an ensemble people. Right, it's a cast of cast members who are putting oh, okay. on a show. And yes, there are individual singers within the show. But it's not like show. a celebrity, like, remember like Charo on the Love Boat came in and played a little no, bit? No, no, like no. Like I said, there's, on some cruises you might have a guest comedian, but it's never any huge name. We went on a Royal Caribbean ship and Ben Vereen was on one time. Wow. Actually, one of the... Uh, Comedians we he was had serving on, drinks. One of the comedians was on the last comic standing. God rest his soul. I don't think Ben's dead. Was on the, the Disney. Oh, it was Gregory yeah. Hines who died. Right. Yeah. That's right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> well, again, I mean, so it might be a name you recognize, but we're not talking about you know Roseanne Barr. Or we're not talking <laughs> no, about- Sally Struthers is not going to step into Disney dreams. Okay, good. That's what I was wondering. <laughs> she might roll in, but she's not going to step in. Sorry, <laughs> oh, man. That's again, that's the major entertainment for the night. Your dinner, the show. There are tons of ancillary entertainment going on before, during, after. So there's never going to be a point in time where you, you could, someone could go do something all the time. Every, yeah, pretty much all, all day long, there's I something mean, going on. Just looking at, you know, one of the navigators from the Magic um, for the first night, a family dance party. Live music right in Rocking Bar D. Uh, popular dancing family dance party will take place. Mickey Mania, put your family nothing up. funnier than watching a bunch of white people dance, <laughs> <laughs> especially with a couple drinks, right? <laughs> On a ship that's rocking. 
uh, Mickey Mania, put your family's Disney knowledge to the ultimate test or play along with our live studio Let me correct audience. that. Nothing funnier than watching a bunch of straight white guys dancing. I am so trying to get past this topic. They get the teeth in the finger. <laughs> yeah, the white guy overbite? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> not saying all, I'm saying most. You people are not known for your dancing skills. You dance, Corey? Show us. Corey actually is a very good dancer. I saw is him it? dance at his wedding. He's an excellent dancer. No, I will not be dancing on the podcast cruise, people. <laughs> You'll dance with your wife. Oh, yeah, sure. Just not by myself. Well, okay. In addition to all that, there's also... John's going to do his Beyonce thing. <laughs> yeah. I am doing a single ladies dance. I'm holding you to that. <laughs> yep. This is the lie have, like Kevin's going to be on the bus lie. We have wave bands. <laughs> we, have the, we have the opening uh, the, the, the opening reception at wave bands. There's a stage and a spotlight. You know, we will play the song. You are so going to be waiting a long time for that to happen. This is a lie. Wait till you see him do a split. Really? Oh, gosh. In addition to... Tons of family events. There's also stuff that are geared towards the older crowd, guests 18 or older, a little bit more adult. Um, there's something called Magic Quest for guests 18 and older. Enjoy the wildest and wackiest scavenger hunt team on the seven seas. Match your mate. Discover just how well you know or don't know your mate. So there's tons and tons of choices for entertainment. That's Have fun you to done watch. Match your mate? Because somebody was asking about that on the Diz that. Is it Disney-friendly questions, or does it get a little risky? This is an 18 or older yeah. event, okay. so it's while it's still going to be Disney-friendly... I still think we should do that. It's not vulgar, but it's... it's going to be innuendo. Like newlyweds kind of a thing? Well, kind they, of. they usually have a okay. newlywed, somebody that's been married for like 40-plus uh, years, you know. See, I think we should pair up with a listener and do that, see how well our listeners know us. Oh, wow. But that would be an interesting twist on that game. Not your mm. podcaster? Interesting. Do um, don't they do the grab your butt? Which which butt is your? Uh, oh, good lord! I don't know if that's. I, I'm, I might be thinking of the celebrity. Dancing cruise. doesn't sound so bad now, does it? <laughs> grab Who your butt. Your butt? Where they line all three of them what, up, and what one, one, per- you going one person comes out. And they they grab all the the butts, and they find out which one. Oh they're, my they're gosh! They're blindfolded. It might be the celebrity cruise I'm thinking yeah, of. Yeah, I don't see that as being at Disney. <laughs> yeah, really. <I'm- laughs> which one is your mate? Maybe I have to go yeah. to the clubs more often. <laughs> <laughs> Going to bed too early. Huh? Mm-hmm. This show is getting really crazy. <laughs> this is a weird show today. This is a weird show today. Um, in addition to all that stuff, there are also things are offered about seeing the ship. You can take a walking tour of the ship. Um, on one of the cruises, there's a galley tour where you can see the kitchens. So you've got a lot of different options for things you can do that, you know, there's going to be something for everybody. There's the, in addition to the sort of scheduled activities, there's also the adult area on the ship, which is the bars and the nightclubs, so that you can go at your own schedule and, you know, you might see live entertainment. You might just be able to sit and listen to music and have a drink. So that's an option as well for those who don't want to do something that's more structured. For teens, there's the stack. 14 to 17 year olds can go up to the stack, and, you know, there's, um, Structured events as well as unstructured, where they can just go and hang out. I just think it's important to point important to point out that what John's speaking of is uh, the two smokestacks that are on the ship. One is an actual working smokestack; that's where the teens go. The other one's hollowed out. <laughs> 
the second, the second smokestack is actually uh, just a, a, pro- a prop, basically. The Inferno. Really? It's really pretty cool up there. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's really nice. It used to be the ES- ESPN Sports Club. Right. And now it's the teen club. And now it's a teen club. Really they, they, they do grab your butt. Grab butts. And that's what I was going to say. Send Grace over to get her butt. Well grabbed. chaperoned. Is it? Really? Very well chaperoned. Really? All of the kids' programs on the ship are amazingly well chaperoned. And that only goes up to 17. This is, I mean, this is if Disney did your child care, basically. So you can imagine how good it is. So, yeah, they're, they're very selective about who is allowed to work with these kids. Uh, the programs are really structured. The chaperones are with them at all times. At all times, these kids are never left alone. But there's no, like, dark nooks and crannies where they can... Run off into the well. I mean, stack. you know, no at some point in time, I mean, kids, you know, are not always in the program. So, right, you know, to suggest that you, these kids are not going to, you know, whatever. I don't know, but no one's going to ask your kid to bring Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah, good. <laughs> there will be no, uh, no Dateline, no Dateline events. I am Chris Matthews, and this is the stack. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of the things about the stack too is that. Um, parents can go and visit and sort of embarrass sure. their children. No, no, can go in and look in <laughs> oh. and make sure everything's okay. But no one over eighteen is allowed to go and hang out. So it's not like you know you have to worry about some creepy person being up there. They're very good about making sure it's just so the fourteen to seventeen. Yeah. If you're an good. adult, you want to check it out. The best time is right when you get on the ship. It's it's empty up there right, right before the sail away party. That's kind of when I, I went up there to take photos. So you don't, you're not creepy. They serve food in there, <laughs> food and drinks. And, I mean, soda pop. Yeah, stuff. drinks are available. There's also uh, non-alcoholic drinks. Um, I believe there's like um, I don't want to say not not a slushy. What are those called? Icies, Icies type of thing where it's fruit drinks that they can get. Those would be charged for. There's a charge for those non-alcoholic daiquiris, okay. things like that. <laughs> but no alcohol is up there. Um, and do they force the teenagers to mingle amongst themselves? Yep. I don't believe there's much forcing of anything on it. Well, I mean, Disney cruise ship. okay, because Grace will be going alone because she's the only one I have in that age group, and she's not going to know anybody. Yeah. You know, she's going to go in there and stand off by herself. I have got to tell you, I have traveled with people who had kids, and they've said things like, "My kid's antisocial," or "My kid doesn't make friends well." By the end of that cruise, you're going to be prying her fingers off that railing. Really? Mm-hmm. She's going to make such great friends. There's not a stage in there, is there? She'll be up there doing her stupid dance. <laughs> does she listen to this show? Yes, she does. I'm sorry, Grace. Oh, my head hurt with these questions. I think our next charity event should be therapy for Teresa's children. <laughs> so, yeah, I know you're, it's, people are concerned that my kid's shy and will they make friends. You got Kids are on a, on a ship together. They're going to have fun. They're going to mingle. Maybe at first it might be awkward for some kids, but... Every kid I've ever been on a cruise with, it's been a chore to get them away from the other kids. Usually about halfway through, they have the tongue-piercing clinic in the stand. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> For those of you who miss the gambling, there's bingo on the ship. There's bingo. There'll be a bingo game every day. There's a charge for that. You have to pay for the card. And at the end of the cruise, they do their big jackpot or whatever was not given away during the cruise. You can win quite a bit of money. So that sort of satisfies the people who are worried about you know, there's no gambling to, that takes place. And again, there's a whole bunch of activities throughout the, throughout the cruise. In the Navigator, the thing you get every night for the following day will list all of the activities going on. So you can do as much or as little as you want and find the things that you think would um, 
be appealing to you and appealing to your kids. All of these navigators are on the Diz, by the way. Correct. So if you would like to take a look at them, the, the most current ones we have are on the Diz. And that's okay. where I've got pretty much I'm using them. I printed them out, and I'm using them as reference to go through to make sure that I've you know hit all the highlights. Well, I think the two best pieces of entertainment that go on in the ship, in my opinion, Sail Away Party, the, day, the first day of the cruise, and then the Pirate Party, uh, which is uh, the day you're at Castaway Key, at least on the, on the Wonder. Um, and during the pirate party, I mean, there's a whole buffet they put out, a buffet of food and desserts. And that's when, you know, Mickey, you'll see this in the video that I'm going to put up as soon as I get done editing it. Uh, you know, Mickey comes sailing across in a pirate outfit. He comes sailing, sailing out of one of the uh, stacks. And then as soon as Mickey finishes his little trip between the stacks... That's when the fireworks go off. They put on this great fireworks show. Oh, there's fireworks, mm-hmm. too. Yeah, I mean, and real fireworks, too. Yeah, not chumpy really little cool. thing. I mean, it's a really nice fireworks show. Disney Cruise Line is the only cruise line that has license to shoot fireworks at sea. Oh. I hear humming. <laughs> Never mind. I know where it's coming from. It's Walter. <laughs> but, yeah, it's, and it's like like Pete said, it's you, when you first see it, you expect, oh, they're going to do like one or two things off the ship. It's a very cool. Really? My favorite entertainment on the seven night cruise is actually on formal night. I get myself a drink and some snacks and sit in the lobby and watch what other people consider formal. Oh, that's going to be fun. <laughs> Pete mentioned pirate night. Um, people dress up for it. There are people who will come, will bring onto the cruise a pirate outfit, and we've seen families dress up as pirates. So that's something if you have any inclination do to do. John, and if you, you don't do have anything, I don't do it. They'll have a little pirate bandana for you at dinner so that you. Your your server's gonna put that on your head. I thought I, you dress up, don't you? I th- no. I thought I heard they got rid of the bandana. Oh really? Because last shame. time we sailed it was like a smaller one that it, it like adult heads, you'd have a hard time getting it on. Did but you then get a people, oh, that's a shame. So, so it's gonna be some, any kind of pirate outfit? Oh, you some people go really. It could be like the little. Can you name all the pirate outfits well, you're no, thinking I'm about? Just thinking, <laughs> you know, in Pirates of the Caribbean, all the little women up there being sold. And I thought one of those little. When I just have outfits. I have a pirate <laughs> Mickey hat. That's it. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. I dress up as a Somalia pirate <laughs> <laughs> and take over <laughs> in your rickety little boat, your torn <laughs> clothes, <laughs> and my <laughs> grenade launcher. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh, and they, did you did you mention about that they have like character greetings in the lobby? Because that's that's my entertainment is sitting there watching the adults. She's pointing me. Put, I didn't mention it. No. Oh, no, but I didn't know if you've mentioned it, like, at night before, or, like, in between the shows, they have, like, the character character greetings, and I've sat there and watched grown women push children out of the way to get to Cinderella to get an autograph. Did you hurt any kids when you did that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just amazing, and, and the people who leave their kids behind, because the adults are trying to go get autographs, and it's like they've never seen... You know, these throughout throughout the cruise, yeah, the characters will show up usually before dinner, before the dinner seatings begin, as people congregate in the lobby. Um, you go, you also find the characters on Castaway Key, and they'll have that printed in the navigator too. Like what time, what characters are just like places. wandering around the island. It's yeah, the Disney like, characters. Hey. Well, in the same yes. way, in the parks, they have handlers and they have set oh, okay. times, where and they have like be. certain places, right. and they also do oh, pin trading. I on bet the, the Little Mermaid's there, isn't she? Isn't she on the island? No. Uh, 
Teresa, I've never seen your him. brain really <laughs> works weird. Detail. <laughs> well, you hang with my daughter questions. then because she gets her picture taken with. There all are the shows characters. where you can see the Little Mermaid. I mean, like you're not going to find Goofy Lane on Serenity Bay or anything. <laughs> well, well, it's on a surfboard. Right. I mean, like they do it like they do in the parks. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of more organized than you know. Area well, I don't laying know if it's on be the like beach, the, sunny. Or I think you have an opportunity to see more characters the on Disney Cruise Line than you do bikinis, in World. You know, no, you do not see the princesses in their bikinis. Okay. No. <laughs> and I know this isn't technically entertainment, and this isn't really a show or anything. But people have a lot of questions about internet access on the ship. Um, you can use a computer. There's a the computer stations are set up, and there's a cost involved in that. There's also Wi-Fi throughout the ship if you bring your own computer with uh, an air card or a um, internet card in it. It seems to be the consensus that the internet access on the ship is not good. It was somewhat better on the Wonder this trip than it was on uh, on previous trips. I will say that it well, was somewhat better, uh, but it's still. I, I think they're. I think they got nerve charging what they charge for it. But. I'm going to address a situation that seems to come up a great deal, and that's cell phone reception on the ship. Cell phone reception, the best advice anybody can give you is to contact your cell phone provider and find out what your plan is. Most of the time we find out that it's less expensive than a ship-to-shore call, which is $6.95 a minute. However, please understand that cell phone use on the ship is pricey. Yeah. You usually pay roaming charges. You're paying international roaming charges, not your normal roaming charges here in the United States, but you're paying international roaming charges. And if you have a data plan on your phone, if you get email or surf the web via your phone, you really should, I'm sorry to cut you off on this, Kevin, but I just went through this. Um, You need, if you plan on using that while you are on the ship, call your provider and get some kind of international data plan put on your phone. The roaming charges and the data charges will be ridiculous. And if you you don't don't. plan on using it, make sure you've turned that particular thing off because your phone will go out and look for it anyway and you're going to be charged for it whether you know it's happening or not. So, wait a minute. Y'all are telling me if my children go on that boat and someone sends them a text message. Yeah, I would, uh, for the kids, I would have their phones shut off or not even bring them. Right. Not even bring them. You don't want them texting from the ship. And you don't want to use... Hundreds of texts a day. And you don't want to use that as a form of communication on the ship unless it's an emergency. Mm -hmm. I would turn off their text You don't need... You really don't need cell phones on the ship. Right. Unless you're planning to call home and if you have So if they leave the phones at home, then we're good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And as far as the computer, if you're like a computer-addicted person like I am... I actually did survive a three-day cruise without going on the computer once. Really? You, you can do that. Who will know? do my job while I'm gone? Once you get That's on the ship. That's a whole ship, story. No. Oh, once no, you we're get on the we're ship, paying for internet access for you, so you still can still do your job. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Now, there, there are people who are going to want to blog and are going to want to post from the cruise, so that's you know an option for them as well. Um, again, not um, not a set entertainment or anything like that, but Pete's mentioned it often enough. The spa on the ship is something that people will do for entertainment. Go get a spa treatment. Um, just go and hang out in the rainforest room, which is one of Kevin's favorite, favorite things to do on the ship. I would like to go back to phones for one second, specifically on the podcast cruise, because I think most of the listeners are kind of thinking about that at the moment. When we stop at Nassau, if you would like to make a phone call home and have it be cost-effective as opposed to using your cell phone, 
after you leave the dock area, you go through a small building. There is a bank of phones in there where you can buy a prepaid phone card. As you insert the card into the phone, it tells you how many minutes you have. And the phone counts down your time usage left. I think it was $5 for 10 minutes. So that's a pretty reasonable call from the Caribbean. So if you're looking to do that in NASA, I believe they still have it. They did the last time we were there. But I just wanted to let you know that you also have to pay the roaming charges for whatever tower you're using. If you're out in the middle of the sea, you use Disney Cruise Line's tower. If you're at an island, and that's where it really gets expensive. Now, this is for all cruises, not just the podcast cruise, because the the magic goes to different islands. Using the cell tower on the island can be ridiculously expensive. I made a phone call from one of the islands, and a three-minute phone call was $65. Holy patootie. So just be careful. Make sure you know what you're doing with your cell phone, or otherwise you'll get home and find out that your phone bill is astronomical. But if there is something going on at home and you need to leave a contact number, there is a number that people at home can call you that you would get it on the ship. So if you wanted to do that. Oh, like an emergency or something. Right. Yeah, okay. emergency to reach okay. you. You can also make a ship-to-shore call. Very expensive. About $7 About a minute. About $7 a minute. Oh, mm-hmm. that's yeah. expensive, too. Um, just a couple of final things. We get questions from people who say, I'm traveling alone. Is there anything for me to do? Disney does do a singles mingle. So look for that. In Drink a lot. <laughs> really? Drown your sorrows in alcohol. Look for that in the Navigator. Um and there was one more thing I wanted to mention. I forgot. Oh, uh, the the flip side of Pete's drink a lot uh, advice is that they do offer an AA meeting on the ship, so you can yeah. look for is that. that friends of somebody, friends of Bill W. Friends of Bill W. So okay. um, that's yeah. But here's the thing about never once that I have been on that ship. Has there ever been another person show up for that meeting? <laughs> You're in there solo. <laughs> okay. Friends of Pete W. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, hello, 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 hello. So, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I went on at least 15 cruises before I figured out who Bill W. was. And I couldn't yeah. imagine that he yeah, was for on those, every ship for those with who, me. Who, those who are wondering, Bill W. is Bill Wilson, who was the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous. And the way AA members kind of ask each other, the way you find out if somebody else is in the program, you ask them if they're a friend of Bill. So that's the in order to keep your anonymity. I remember actually a few years ago, I was like, who's this friend of Dorothy that you always keep talking about? Oh, yeah, friend of Dorothy is a different, that's a, that's a, that's a gay thing. But we've had clients who've asked us, is there a meeting on the ship? So that's something you're looking for. For They also have religious services on the ship. Correct. So if that's something you want to participate Back in. Back to the singles thing. Is this like... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you go on the ship and uh, look for a new husband? No, I'm thinking about Max. You know, okay, he's too old for the teen stuff. No, at I think eighteen, you're still good on the teen thing, right? No, seven. The stack, the stack thing is, is 17. fourteen to seventeen. How and old? And he said, "You won't find me in there." He's eighteen. Grace is going to be there. He's eighteen. There is a little gap where you're too young to drink. Yeah, and Max you're is too old. Max is hanging with things. me. Max is going to be too busy carrying my stuff. Around exactly. The show. Okay. Good. Exactly. He's going to be working. I can make him a fake ID if you'd like. Oh, you also <laughs> know that okay. there are going to be three hundred people on the ship. Who know who he who, is? Who know who he is? And are going to want to talk to him? So he I wouldn't be. worry about him being lonely. Okay, he's the one with the pink hair still, right? No, 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 no. His hair looks oh, very nice. Looked at me like, how could you say that? What pink hair? <laughs> I got a picture hanging on the wall. Would you like to see it? Oh yeah, bad memory. So there's tons to do on the ship. 
I mean, you're going to find something that's going to keep you occupied if that's what you want. There are people who want to be busy every minute. There are other people who are going to want to just hang out by the pool and have a good time. There are also wine tastings and martini right. tastings and napkin folding lessons. And oh, take- wait a minute. You don't have to go. This is not a forced thing. Right. Anything you're talking about, you don't have to do, Teresa. (laughs) Okay. There are are tours of the galley. There are tours you can take all over the ship. There's all kinds of things you can do during the day. There are trivia contests. The the best part of every cruise, even a Disney cruise or not a Disney cruise. Is doing nothing. Well, is also (laughs) doing what you want to do. It's a tailored experience for you. There are people who want to be busy every second. You can do that. There are people who want to relax. You can do that as well. There'll so, be an art auction. People on want the to show. work. You can do that as well. <laughs> there really is. I mean, a lot of people get caught up on. I'm, I would never enjoy a cruise because I don't want to be doing something every minute, or I don't want to go on a cruise because I'm going to be bored. It's very, very. You can make it as tailored as you want to your own experience. So, and plus, we didn't get into it this time. I think our next time will be we'll talk about short um, uh, ports of call. And shore excursions and things like that. So that takes up a large port portion of the cruise as well, is that you're going to be off the ship doing other stuff. A lot of fun stuff going on. I think that – I don't think I've ever heard anybody come off the ship and say there wasn't enough stuff to do. Or nothing if you want to do nothing. Or nothing if you want to do nothing. And I've got to tell you, it's great fun doing nothing on the ship. Mm-hmm. It really is. It really is. These and ships are I, – I, 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 I can't stress it enough – the Disney, the Disney product, the Disney Cruise product, is brilliant. It is so well thought out. It is, in my opinion, the best example that you will find anywhere right now of the true essence of Disney service and Disney quality. Uh, this ship was put; these ships were put together with a real eye toward quality and real eye toward a certain experience. They have done a brilliant job of segmenting out the various groups, whether it's families, young children. Teenagers, adults, there is something for everybody on the on these ships. And yeah, you look at the price point, and the price point is definitely more expensive than you're going to find it on other cruise lines. But there's a reason for that, in my opinion, because there isn't another cruise line that can touch them. In my opinion, the rest of them are, especially in terms of the family market, everybody's vying for second place. I don't know if it didn't interest anybody but me, but one of the things that I really enjoy doing is going through the Disney ships with an eye towards the art that they use. It's all Disney archive stuff. So as you walk through the ship, take note of the stuff that's around you. There's some really interesting little descriptions, and you'll be able to see things that you wouldn't be able to see anyplace else. So that's not an organized thing. That's something you sort of have to do on your own. And the other thing I find is that a lot of people that are hesitant about taking a cruise are hesitant because they're afraid that, they're going to get motion sickness or stuff like that. Now, I'm not going to say that there aren't occasions where I've been on the cruise and we felt it moving. Even this past cruise, the first night, we felt the motion of the bit of the ship a little bit. When I say a little bit, it's like you're aware that you're in motion. Now, I have been on it when this, there were 20-foot swells and everybody on the ship was sick. That is very, very, very rare. Mm-hmm. And likely only to happen if you're going to travel during the peak of hurricane season and there's a really bad storm out in the Atlantic. Most of the time, almost all of the time, whenever they can, they navigate the ship around these storms. The rest of the time we were on that ship, with the exception of the first night, and even that night, it was so mild, it was hardly worth mentioning. The rest of it, you never knew you were moving. Something we learned recently, we took my mom on her only cruise so far, and we ran into some 
rough ocean. And one of the things that we learned is that the first night is oftentimes the most, the roughest part of the cruise. The ship has to cross the Gulf Stream. And as the ship passes the Gulf Stream, you run into the, usually, the choppiest water. But that usually ends later in the year. But I think a lot of people think about their experiences on smaller ships, on smaller boats. And you have to understand, this is a floating city. Mm -hmm. This thing holds 3,000 people. Put on its end, it's as tall as the Empire State Building. So it's, I mean, this is a big ship. So it's not a, yeah, the last boat I was on was, what, 87, a little boat in Cancun. No. I was laying on the bottom of the boat. No. Waiting no. for it to no. be over. No. These, no. Are, this, these are state-of-the-art yeah. ships. It's a with, state-of-the-art luxury liner. Right. With stabilizers, with special engines that turn so that they can go into port, uh, with navigation systems that are all state-of-the-art. So Watching the captain, or being on deck when the captain backs this ship into a slip is an experience because mm-hmm. this thing can turn on a dime. This thing can stop and literally just turn itself around. Mm. It doesn't have to make a big circle. Oh, it can really? just stop where it is and turn itself around. And they can back the ship in. So I watched them like do the it at Castaway like, oh, Key. Iceberg. They do it at Castaway <laughs> Key. They back the ship in at Castaway Key. One of the, we ta- we've taken some of the biggest ships afloat right now, the Freedom Class ships on Royal Caribbean, and they pull into the port of Miami, and they pull they they move out away from the dock and do a complete 180, and then turn around and go out in a very small. If you've ever seen the port of Miami. It, it's kind of narrow, so it's amazing what they can do. And for people who are uh, afraid that they're they might get seasick, there are certain there are a lot of remedies out there. There are bands you put around your wrist and things you put behind your ear, and there's over the counter stuff. People recommend that you take ginger tablets. Ginger is a natural uh, motion sickness cure. Uh, there's all sorts of them. Yeah, just, you, you don't uh, do. you don't drink water. Drink something carbonated. Water right. will actually or actually solids sweat. in your stomach. They say one of the best, uh, even though you're not feeling well, one of the best uh, remedies for seasickness is to keep your stomach full. Yeah, that way you don't have. That's where that. rim service comes in handy. The, the, uh, also keep in mind if you're taking any kind of uh, any kind of anything at all for motion sickness, it really only works if you take it before um, the, before. the motion becomes an issue. So what you find is a lot of people. Start wearing the patch. You'll, you'll see people on the ship with this little patch behind their ear. It's like a Band-Aid, a little round Band-Aid. And they put this patch on. You put that on, like, before you get on the cruise. And then you keep, you, you know, if it's a 24-hour thing, you keep replacing it every 24 hours. But you get that stuff into your system before you get on the cruise. It's not as effective from what I understand. I've never had an issue with it. But it's not as effective if you take it after your motion sickness starts. It's to prevent it, not to cure it. We bought bands on the ship for my mom who was feeling motion sick. And they were so tight, they have a little thing that supposedly touches a pressure point. It's like a little knob inside the band and it holds it against the pressure point. It worked. But I think it worked by the fact that it hurt so bad that she forgot she was seasick. <laughs> so I find bonine. Bonine for me is the, the thing that works the best. And I find that I can take it after the fact. But I think everybody's going to be different. Right. Find out what works for you. You'll also probably run into the fact that most people do. After you get off a moving vessel, the day after when you get up in the morning and take your shower, you're going to feel like the, the shower is moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's weird. You get rid of your sea legs. Okay. So, so that's pretty much it for entertainment on the ship. Um, I think the next time we'll cover ports of call and we'll, and we'll cover the getting off the ship process so that People can sort of then put the whole thing together from start to finish. Yeah, in a nutshell, make sure you have photo ID with you. Yeah, pretty much. They won't but let I, you off the ship. I just want to emphasize to, pe- to folks that we've only really 
scratch the surface on entertainment. There's so much to do, so much more going on. So take a look at the site, look at the navigators, and see what might interest you. On We'll the have links to all that stuff on the show notes page this week. All right. Well, thank you very much, John and Kevin. We appreciate the report. That is actually going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed bringing it to you. We will be back with you again next Wednesday with another edition of the Diz Unplug Roundtable. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. Have a great week. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Stay out of the damn lakes.